Welcome to the Planning Parent Podcast, where we talk to real parents and professionals about solutions and strategies to minimize the hustle and bustle that we parents face daily. This is a place where you will come to listen, learn, and share about all things parenting. I am your host, Krista Hermance. I am a busy mom to two little girls, a wife and estate planning attorney with a focus on families with minor children, an entrepreneur, scuba diver, and golf hobbyist. My passion is helping families create simplicity and bliss in their everyday lives. Welcome to our show. I am here with Carly Tizano. She is a New Year's resolution coach and helps women set resolutions they can and will achieve and build the skills that will allow them to reach their goals this year and every year. She believes we should all have accomplishments to celebrate on December 31st. Carly is a certified life and weight loss coach through the Life Coach School. She works one-on-one with clients to provide the individualized support and accountability they need to reach their goals. Welcome, Carly. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, So I am so excited to talk about New Year's resolutions with you. I feel that New Year's resolutions are something we, at least most of the people that I speak with, we really try and do. Um, And I find that a lot of people just maybe don't know how to set New Year's resolutions, how to follow through on them and what they should really be doing. And so that is why I'm so excited to have this conversation with you um, because I want to know, how do you create a New Year's resolution that you can stick with? It's a great question. And that really is the key, right? The sticking with it part, because it's something that is part of the conversation every year. December 31st rolls around and people are talking about the resolutions they probably didn't keep this last year, but the ones that they are for sure completely going to keep in the coming months. Um, So there are a lot of great resolutions out there. The most common ones are like, I'm going to write a marathon or I'm going to write a book or I'm going to read more. I'm going to lose weight. Um, And those are all great resolutions, hear them again and again, but the key for everyone in keeping the resolution, whether they want to keep one of those or something completely different, is to identify what they really want most in their own life, to create a vision for, in the context of a resolution, like who do you want to be, what do you want to have achieved, and what do you want your life to be like on December 31st of the following year. And so if it's December 31st and you're looking ahead to that, it can be really fun to imagine One year from today, what are you wearing? Who are you with? If you look around, what have you learned? What have you experienced? And so it's from that place you can create a really powerful vision of the life that you want to create. And then you can kind of backtrack from that to figure out, okay, what resolutions realistically do I need to set in order to get there? But it's so much more fun to have a dream and a vision to create in line with that instead of just kind of creating a task list of things that you think you want to achieve or accomplish and certainly not to pull someone else's task list and say, oh, well, I guess this is what I have to do because that's what so-and-so is doing. And so starting from that position of finding the things that you genuinely want and that are in alignment with that vision of the life you want to create for yourself and your children is really the most powerful place to start from. And then you can create your resolutions from there. I love that. I do. I never really thought of it when looking at New Year's resolutions, where I want to be a year from now, right? Mm-hmm. Who do I see myself as? And that makes absolute sense. Um, and I I actually did a vision board this year and it's on my iPad. Every time I open it up, it's right there so that I it kind of helps just me seeing it over and over again. But I never really put those two together. I don't know why it makes a complete logical sense that that's the way you do that. So thank you for that. That'll help me with my resolutions for this year. So when 
creating your New Year's resolutions, how do you find the best way to go about putting them in writing or putting them somewhere or having them somewhere that really helps from that aspect? Right. Well, the first is exactly what you said, is to write them down. Once you've decided what they are, write them down. There's some statistic that you're like 80% more likely to keep your resolution or any goal really if you just write it down. And so that is a probability boost that I think we all could use. (laughs) So definitely take the time, put it on paper. Um, But I think once you've kind of gone through that first phase of establishing what that vision is, what you want your life to be like on December 31st next year, to establish and figure out what resolutions you want, you just have to figure out what the concrete components of that future life are going to be like. So next December 31st, when you're popping the champagne, are you celebrating the fact that you got the first draft of your novel written? Like, is that what you want to be celebrating? Or is it the fact that you got to go on a three-week family vacation? Um, Or is it the fact that you started going to the gym three times a week and that was your big goal and resolution for the year? Um, And so you, you can celebrate maybe having lost 10 pounds or you can celebrate having 5% more muscle mass or whatever kind of the concrete component is that's going to get you closer to that vision of the healthy mom um, or the one who runs, who's working up to running a marathon, whatever it is that's getting you closer to that vision, to that person that you want to become. And so the resolution part though is just the concrete component, the thing that you could actually write down in a sentence and that you could kind of check off or put a line through once you know you have achieved it. That's what kind of sets it um, sets it down and establishes it as a resolution, something you know you could check off or that there is some kind of endpoint to it. Okay, great. Um, so what do you recommend for busy parents? What are some things that they can do to make sure that they are working towards those goals that they've set? Absolutely. The first I would say is to be realistic on the kind of assistance that you need because as a parent, you're probably going to need structures and systems outside of what someone who doesn't have a kid is going to need. You're probably going to need some maybe childcare or some accountability. And you can certainly use your kids for those kinds of things too. If you have older kids, then they can babysit or you can use them as a motivator to say, I want to spend more time outside or I want my kids to spend more time outside. So we're going to do that all together. Um, Or I'm going to do sit-ups and I'm going to lift the baby with me while I do them. So there are certainly ways that having kids can even be to your advantage. I know there are so many people who use their children as that most inspiring part of their life that is compelling them and propelling them forward to the things that they really want. Um, And they love having their kids by their side as they do all of those things. So maybe one of the first shifts you need to make is realizing that your kids are an asset rather than something that's holding you back from moving forward into those things that you really want. But beyond that, then to just realize what the structures are that you need to reach your specific goal. Um, So if it's something like exercise or running, then you're probably, unless you're going to take the kids with you, you're probably going to need someone else who's going to watch them. And if it's something you've tried before, like you're going to get up and run at 5 a.m. every morning, if that's something you've struggled with being able to do, then maybe you want to try going to a gym or maybe you want to try running with a friend. Um, And so being able to realistically look at what you can achieve and accomplish, what you've learned maybe from attempts in the past that haven't gone so well, and what systems and structures like gym or friend or accountability buddies that you have had or tried or want to have and try, those can be really beneficial as you figure out kind of the different components of the plan that you need to create and build uh, to keep your resolution. Okay, perfect. Um, I think that's one of one of the hardest parts that I find as a parent is finding the time to continue right. to do the things that I set out. Um, I have found personally, if it's not in my schedule, right, mm-hmm. it's not on my calendar, I don't get it done. And so that was one of my my really big focuses when I looked at setting goals this past year was 
making sure that I am putting enough time on my calendar to do the things that I want to do to be able to get to those goals and to achieve them. Um, and that was that probably was a game changer for me because then it wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'll get to it. It's no, I'm going to wake up at this time or right. I'm going to do this activity on this day. Um, and so having that was a really kind of big motivator for me because it's in my calendar, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. I think being realistic, it doesn't sound very fun that we're going to be realistic about this, but it is very important, especially where kids are involved. And I think it's a lesson a lot of people have had to come to terms with over 2020 and 2021 that there are things that are outside of our control, but there are also a lot of things that are within our control. And if we can be realistic about what those are, what the factors are that we can kind of manipulate and control that we still can direct as we work towards the things that we really want, then that's how we can kind of continue to make progress, keep moving forward, no matter what's going on in the world outside of us. And using tools like your schedule, um, or a lot of my clients like to use kind of a habit tracker. Those things can be so powerful. Having those different components or tools that you're using um, to give yourself that external accountability, to make a plan, to be able to see your progress that, oh, yes, I did get up and go for a run, like I said I was going to, really can help you maintain momentum all throughout the year. Hey, if you are enjoying our show, please make sure to subscribe to the Planning Parent podcast and join our community on Facebook at The Planning Parent, where we share resources, you can interact with our guests, you can share your experiences, and be part of our parenting community. Now back to our show. Okay, so... One of my biggest issues when it comes to New Year's resolutions, and I feel like a lot of other parents are in very similar situations, is that I have these goals, these resolutions that I want to be successful at, and I am successful for a period of time. And this is actually something that I went through very recently, where for seven months, I was meal planning once a week and planning out all of my meals so that I would have healthy meals for myself and for my family. I was working out, you know, three to five days a week. And then I went on vacation for a couple of weeks. And then I came back from vacation and I was sick for two weeks. And then at that point, it had been like a month of not doing any of this stuff that I had been doing months before. And I just couldn't get back on track. Like I would try and work out and it just wouldn't work. I would try and meal plan. And I just didn't have that momentum keeping me going. So what is your suggestion for parents on when you basically fall off the wagon and what you're trying to do? How do you fix that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to point out that part of the reason that resolutions are so powerful is because you have that automatic built-in fresh start of January 1st. And so that's why for seven months you were, everything was going so well. And then kind of sliding back into the habits is kind of where things, there was a little bit of a disconnect and things were a little bit harder. Um, But you did have that crisp, clean, fresh start. And so that really set you up for success and you were able to build momentum all along. And that's another part of why resolutions are so powerful is having the opportunity a whole year for that momentum to build, to start making progress on a lot of big projects or a lot of little small things too is really so powerful. But inevitably, when you're working on something over the course of a year, you have birthdays, you have holidays, you have the travel Probably someone in your family is going to get sick. It's all normal. So you're certainly not alone in having those hiccups of getting back into everything. So that's kind of the first thing is recognize 
It happens to everybody, especially in the context of resolutions. Um, you're not alone. Give yourself the grace to recognize that, that it's all okay, but it doesn't mean that you can't start again, start building the momentum and still get in alignment again with that life you want to be living by the end of the year. So that's kind of the first thing is just to acknowledge where you're at and then to remind yourself of where you want to be and also be willing to acknowledge if maybe that's shifted, maybe going on vacation and then being sick, you realize it's not going to work for you to make the five healthy meals five nights a week like you wanted to. Um, But maybe it is. Maybe that's still what you want. And so you still want to get back into alignment with that. But also, like you said, you've lost momentum. And so recognizing you don't have to start fresh off again, especially if you've been sick, with five nights a week. Maybe that's not realistic. Or like you said, with working out, you couldn't quite perform the way you were used to. And so that kind of threw a wrench in your plans. So giving yourself the grace there too to recognize you don't have to suddenly be back where you were before. You probably didn't start out there at the beginning either. And so if you're starting again, you're recognizing this is a new start a new fresh start, even if it's eight o'clock on a Thursday night, you can make that be your fresh start and you can start working back up to it again. Maybe that's one meal a week. Maybe it's three. I don't know. It's whatever seems natural for you. But then also recognizing each one individually counts. So if you work out today, that counts as a workout. Even if you didn't work out any other times this week, (laughs) you still worked out today and that's what matters. Or maybe you made a healthy dinner or you read a chapter of your book instead of watching another episode of Netflix. Whatever it is, the little things are what build up and give you the momentum. But I also like to remind people that when you're in the dip, like our goals kind of go up and down. We have a lot of wins and successes. There are often some hard parts like sickness, coming back from trips. Those are big ones. Um, And so it's all kind of part of the process. But you don't want to quit when you're in the dip because that's when you get stuck. You get stuck there. And that's absolutely not where you want to be. You didn't aren't riding this roller coaster so you can be stuck at the bottom. You're riding so that you can keep gradually moving upwards to where you want to go. So even if you're incrementally, it takes small steps to get back up to where you were before and then to keep moving forward, that's okay. But you absolutely don't want to quit now because it's not where you want to be. Um, and that's can, when it can be really helpful to return to that vision of December 31st, who you are, the things you've achieved and accomplished. And if you have a really strong why and you're really clear on why those are the things that you want for you and your family, it can be very helpful to give yourself the motivation that you need, the inspiration, um, and help you return to that commitment of this is still what I want. This is still what I'm going to be working toward. And then take the steps, even if it's just for today, to start working back into alignment with that. Okay. I like that. Because then if you visualize what that goal is again, and I think that I didn't do that, right? I I wasn't Mm -hmm. looking forward to where I wanted to be. It was just the, gosh, I just can't get back on track. I just, I can't get up early in the morning to do this. There's, you know, there's always something that comes up that prevents me from working out, right? That I just, it's, we're busy. Um, I will say it's making it a priority and in having those priorities of things that you want to do. And you just need to put that back at the top of your list and having that as a priority. So that's, that's important. So thank you for that. What do you think about accountability partners? Because I, I feel, and I didn't think about this before, I've had accountability partners and I feel like maybe that if I would have gotten an accountability partner when I fell off track um, after the vacation and being sick, that maybe that would have been momentum enough to kind of help me get me back going to where I was not necessarily right before, but at least helping me work towards that. So what do you think about accountability partners? Absolutely. I think they're fantastic. I mean, as a coach, that's kind of one of the roles that I have is to be an accountability partner to my clients. But I think outside of that, 
friends, family members, children. There are apps you can use, programs online, the people who are next to you at the gym on the other treadmill. Like There are so many ways you can structure it. I don't think that it works for everyone. Um, I don't think everyone wants an accountability partner, but if it's something that appeals to you or you've done it and it has worked well in the past, then I would highly encourage someone to go get one for their resolution. Um, It's so much fun to set goals together, to know what someone else is working on, even if they're slightly different things, to celebrate someone else's wins with them, to kind of pull on their motivation if you need a little bit more for yourself, and then to celebrate at the end of the year the things that you've been able to accomplish individually and together. I think that there is so much power inherent in that. And even if you've never had one before, if it's an idea that sounds interesting, I would highly encourage you to look into it. There is seriously an accountability partner or accountability group or program for anything. (laughs) And if you can't find one or you just want to use your best friend, that's okay too. But I would highly recommend if someone wants to do that, that they do because you're right, especially coming out of those dips. And if you've seen your accountability partner posting their wins and their successes as you've been sick and on vacation, it can be really motivating and exciting to join them again in that. And to really pull you up, start pulling you up the other side of that dip um, back to the next high. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's a great idea. I, I really do. So when you have these resolutions that you're working towards, is there anything that you recommend to people to do during the year to kind of touch base with where they're at and just see, you know, how am I doing towards these goals to kind of check in and see before you get to December 31st for your cheers? Absolutely. Well, one of the biggest reasons that I think people don't keep them is because they forget. I mean, a year is a long time. If you set your goal on January 1st and don't think about it for three or six or nine months, it's probably realistic that you're not going to be able to keep it. I tend to set a lot of resolutions. So I set big ones and little ones. (laughs) So I can kind of make progress on a bunch of them throughout the year. Um, You can check off some small ones as you're working towards big ones. And then even things that you know you're probably going to do anyway, like going on a trip or getting a certification or trying out that new gym class. Like you you make it an event or an occasion or something to celebrate by setting it as a resolution and then you get the cheers or you get to toast with someone when you check it off. So I like kind of integrating those things in with my resolutions as well. And since I have kind of littler ones and bigger ones, it's something that I'm checking in with pretty constantly and frequently. Um, And even if you're just working on one big one, like you want to write a book or you're working on running a marathon, you can find either the natural points within that goal, like each chapter you write, or when you work up from five to six miles, you can use those as kind of opportunities to check in or remind yourself to check in. And if your goal doesn't inherently have stuff like that, although it probably does, you probably can break it into smaller components using every week or every month or every quarter as an opportunity to check in, especially if you already have some other structures in place for those time periods, like Um, If you do a financial check-in or you do a check-in with your partner or you have maybe parent-teacher conferences, you could kind of in your brain tie it with that as an opportunity to check in. Um, Because you certainly don't want to forget if you're cast this vision and you set resolutions and you're working towards them, you definitely don't want forgetting to be the reason it doesn't get done. Um, But that's why I also like the year idea because you automatically have 52 weeks, 52 opportunities to remind yourself and check in, or you have 12 months you can check in or four quarters and it all just breaks down really nicely. Those would be the things, whether you break it down within your goal or within the year as a whole, using those naturally occurring fresh starts or opportunities to check in can be really helpful in kind of keeping it front of mind or at least running on the back burner for most of the year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So right now I do a lot of monthly check-ins and just kind of looking at like, where do I want this month to go? How am I doing towards my goals for this month? Obviously these past few months I have fallen off the wagon, but I did, I worked out this morning, so I feel good. It's my first step. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's my first step. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I like looking at the end of the month and saying like, okay, how did my month go? And really kind of mm-hmm. checking in to say, what are things that I liked? What are things that I didn't like? What did I do well? What do I want to do better? And so that it's always kind of just checking in with myself and saying, how am I going towards those goals that I have? And so I like the monthly. I also like quarterly sometimes, depending on just how life is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the kind of tools or um, opportunities or structures that some of my clients like to use, especially if they're working on a bigger goal um, or if they have kind of a mantra resolution, like this year they want to just work on growth or they want to work on becoming happier or they want to work on being more present. A lot of times they will use each month for a different focus. So they might have a month that's kid focused and then they might have a month that's money focused and they might have a month that's travel focused or friend focused and they can dedicate each month to a slightly different aspect of their life to apply either that word or just kind of focus in general to that topic to start making the the progression and moving forward in the areas that they want to or even just to do an open and honest assessment of where they're at in that area. Um, And that's another interesting way to try something out for a month. If it doesn't work, you can leave it behind. If it does, you can keep doing it. And then the next month you have the opportunity to do that assessment again in a different area. Um, so whether you do that or not with the shifting, it is so helpful. You're right to have those monthly check-ins um, and assess where you're at and where you want to go and how you can get there. Perfect. And you have a free printable to share. Is that right? I do. Yes, I actually have two. So the first one is about creating that vision, your dream. Uh, It kind of breaks down all of those things that we want in the long term and in the shorter term, helps you get all of that down on paper to really determine what those things are. And then the second one is a goals worksheet. So it really helps you break down those things that you want into the concrete and manageable steps that you can take. I like to call them resolutions. Not everyone likes that word, Um, but especially the this New Year's time of year, if you're setting a goal, you might as well call it a resolution um, and really help you figure out what those steps are that you need to take to get in line with that vision. Okay, great. And I will share that in the show notes so that everybody can grab that free printable. So thank you for that. And how do people find you um, on social media and your website? Yes. So I'm Carly Tizano, uh, pretty much across all social media platforms. And my website is carlytizano.com, C-A-R-L-Y-T-I-Z-Z-A-N-O. And then my podcast is called The Resolve Podcast. So talking about all things resolution related. Perfect. And I've listened to it and she has some very practical information in a very great time frame um, when it comes to busy parents. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining us for the Planning Parent Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, write a review, and share our podcast. Please check the show notes for resources and all the ways to connect with us, including joining our community on Facebook at The Planning Parent, and follow us on Instagram at The Planning Parent. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and got some great solutions and strategies to help you achieve the simplicity and bliss you deserve. And remember, take a deep breath. You do matter. You're doing a great job.